All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with heel producer Jim Cunningham and my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother, Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? You know, I use these terms loosely for um, years now. My wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds. But for God's sakes, you guys, and we're coming to you the day after the draft, the first round of the draft, three for three yesterday on extrapoints.com and 14 out of 15 over the last, I guess, five days. My God. And Harry, no one wants to brag about this more than you. So I'll let you have the floor. You can well, look, I, yeah. I am. Uh, I, I know uh, we've all been on fire. Brian's had a nice run, too. And uh, I'm nine and two, actually, in my last 11 with the uh, last two winners being a plus 135. And my, yeah, last night, my two team natural disaster parlay with the hurricanes and lightning can't beat it. Wow. Unbelievable. And yet, Brian, you would trade this winning streak for a, a reasonable Raiders pick any day. They did it again to you. The draft. I imagine, Brian. Ryan should be a big, big Raiders fan for uh, uh, many, many years now. But I imagine if you need your house destroyed, if you need demolition done, just plan it. Just hire Brian right around <laughs> when the Raiders pick every year and he'll get it done for you because they did it yeah. to you again. They drafted a guy who was 40 percent chance to go 47th in the draft. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, it's it's not. It's not fun anymore. Like I was just saying, you know, draft is one of my favorite days of the year, but it really isn't fun as a Raider fan. It's just <laughs> I'm I'm disgusted by this team. It's it's not even, even funny. I I just I don't know how many times I have to send out like what the fuck are you doing? Like fi- fire John, fire Mayock. I'm just sick yeah. of this. Like, you know, and again, I knew exactly what they were doing, right? It was it was a no-brainer they would botch this pick. You know, they take Leatherwood slotted somewhere between 45th and 60th. We take him at 17th. Um, uh, you know, but yeah, it's but this, unbelievable. Is, this is my biggest problem though. And like, you know, people will be like, well, that's who they wanted, but I, this mm. is my problem. And I, this is where I question how smart people are like, all right. Yeah. Is Leatherwood going to be like a, a decent pro? Yeah. He's probably going to be a good guard for sure. That's fine. If you love him, I'm, I, if that's the guy you really want, that's fine. Trade down. But just please. Trade down. Yeah. So no, nobody wanted the 17th pick. Right. Not not one team wanted the 17th pick. We could have gotten at least an extra second rounder, a third rounder. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, it well, reminds but- me of Harry when he drafts in our fantasy. He's like, uh, <laughs> he'll take like Valdez Shantling in the second round. And it's like, oh, what are you doing? Like, I'm telling you, he's going to be good. It's like, who cares? You could have <laughs> traded down or um, gotten him in the eighth round. Like, who, it doesn't matter if you think he's good. Like, right. there's two parts of right. this equation, right? That's, Harry, don't, that's even, 100% don't even defend right. it. That, you know that that's is exactly usually, right. That's a typical Harry move. D- did, I make, for, did, did I make the playoffs last year? Who the hell remembers? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you, I think uh, I Garrett, did. I, I know you I lost think you the did. semifinal game without even thinking yeah, about I, it. I know you lost. I don't think you Brian, do you think Mayock at this point now just does it to try to pull off a miracle pick and then everyone can say what a great GM he is? No, I mean, I honestly think Mayak has no say. I think Gruden's just like, this is my guy. But I mm. can tell you, I can tell you day two, mm. uh, you know, I know what they're going to do next. Uh, mm. There's, there's going to be, I'm going to text you guys. There's going to be three or four really good guys at the spot they have uh, in the second <laughs> round. 
they're going to trade down, right? They're getting now. They're there's going to be guys that now they're going to trade down for like an extra fifth round pick. All right, um, and then later in the draft, we'll draft a guy from Clemson who who won't even be rated, and we'll take him <laughs> in like the fourth or fifth round. I, I mean, this it's every year. It's every well, year. Listen, I don't want to detract from the fact fourteen out of fifteen with you guys. I think we did a nice job on our draft uh, preview yep. po- uh, podcast on Tuesday. In fact, Joel Solomon sent us a nice note. What did you say, Joel? Joel said, uh, babyface Joel Solomon said, I've listened to a lot of, basically said, I've listened to a lot of draft coverage and you guys were the best. And uh, I don't know if you meant it or not, but Jim Cunningham, take note there. We, we'd like more notes uh, like that out of you, if it's possible. Okay. <laughs> Can we get one out of Jim? Can we get one? Well, I don't think so. I don't know. You will when you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to that. You got to do better than 14 out of 15, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Hey, we have Kenny Maine coming on at the bottom of the hour. The bottom of the hour. Really, I have no idea when you guys are listening to this. If you you started listening to this at 10 after the hour, it wouldn't really be the bottom of the hour. But anyway, Kenny Maine, greatest on the Mount Rushmore of uh, ESPN broadcasters. He will join us. Um, What else do I want to say? We're going to talk about the draft. We're going to recap it. We're going to recap the gambling implications, and then we're going to talk about day two, three, and four because there's still a lot left, and FanDuel has a million good props up. I mean, this is Friday morning at um, you know 7 a.m. Pacific. They had a ton up, and uh, who, who, what team is going to take who next and over-under mm-hmm. for these quarterback positions. Lots of stuff. I do want to mention our prop swap contest. Um, you add up Kyle Trask and Kellen Mond's draft positions you put that number in the replies at extra points pod or at prop swap. You have to be following both accounts and you'll get, if you hit it exactly, you get a $300 futures bet on the Kansas city chiefs to win the super bowl futures ticket. That's pretty good. Might not be as good though. If Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, which is the rumor, there's odds up there that he's minus minus one fifty to go to Denver. If they trade him at all, my God, I don't know what happened. Now, so now the Broncos are down to 17 to 1 before the trade is even made. I think they were about 50 or 60 to 1, but now they're 17 to 1. They're fourth in the AFC, and they they still have that bum at quarterback. Like they don't have Aaron Rodgers anymore. Hmm. Parley kid. What do you what do you think's going on here? I, well, I it's int- I find it interesting, uh, the whole uh thing with Rodgers here that he has Denver on his list. I, I, I guess they're in a group of teams that he wouldn't mind going to. Uh, right. I, I'm, I'm surprised Denver makes that list. I, I don't really know why they would make that list. Uh, especially Girlfriend, going Girlfriends to go. from Colorado. Not sure how much that has to do with it. but Okay. I mean, yeah. well, that, that could say, but, you know, you're going to, you know, Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're going to a, a division that's got some good quarterbacks. I mean, Talk about, I mean, the Raiders, you might as well pencil them in for fourth place. The Thank next, you. Uh, there you go, Next Brian. eight years, if Rodgers goes there, yeah. just, you know, Ra- Raider, why even play football uh, in Vegas uh, for a couple of years? Just, what uh, do you think of this, Brian? I, I don't know. I, you know. And part of it might be what I thought of immediately is like, why is he leaving the Packers? Why? He was one play away from making it to the Super Bowl, right? And he's the MVP, but maybe he's like, screw this. I'm the MVP. I'll be the MVP anywhere. Um, I just don't know why he would leave, unless it's really bad in the front office, or maybe more likely he doesn't even want to play football. I bet if he knew he got this Jeopardy gig, he would maybe sit out a year. Oh, well, that's, my gosh. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? It's, it's, there's something about Aaron Rodgers when he plays football, right? Like, 
sometimes it just doesn't look like he's having fun, right? It's mm-hmm. just like it, it's mm-hmm. it's almost like it's his job. He knows he's great at it, but like you feel like seventy five percent of the time, although he's amazing, it just doesn't seem like he's maybe necessarily enjoying it as much. He as literally he does, like, walks to the line of scrimmage with his hands in the in the uh, cooling thing there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. It does look kind of yes. bored. Yeah, yeah. So, but I. I for me, I mean, again, this makes sense. This makes total sense for Denver. I mean, Elway has failed in every possible way since Manning right. left them. But look, and the reason why I would say, well, there's a reason I'd say yes and a reason I guess I'd say no. But like last night, you have a chance to take Fields or Jones, right? They're there. Yeah. You, pa- you pass up on them. So you're really staying with Locke at this point in time. So like it, that just made me think, all right, well, maybe this Rogers thing is definitely happening. But then... If it was going to happen, don't you try to make it happen last night? Because now, like Sertan, who they took, I, I would assume they took them because they wanted him. I don't think Green Bay would want Sertan. You well, know? They, so like, they did take a D back, right? They spited him yeah. again, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so. exactly. They spited him again. So I don't know. That draft, that draft was weird because right. now, yeah, now if you're trading for Rodgers, are you now trading three future first-round picks, like starting mm-hmm. next year? Like So that's where it gets tough to say. But I think... They should do it. I mean, they had a chance for Fields. You had a chance for Jones. So, so now you're kind of screwed, right? You, don't you, don't you get the impression? I, I I wonder how much Sean McVay would like a do over on the uh, Stafford trade, knowing that mm. maybe Rogers would have been available, right? Oh, like, sure, yeah. yeah. A and Rogers Rogers probably would have said yes to L.A. Right? Probably would have loved uh, yeah. going there. So I wonder, I wonder if that could have played a factor, uh, you know, if, if uh, the Rams had waited, I mean, Stafford's going to help them out. But. but on the other hand, the hall is just magnificent. I mean, three ones, like, I don't know that a lot of teams would be willing to give up three ones. I know what, how old is he? 37 It's two sides, right? He's MVP. Looks like he could play to 43, at least like Brady, but uh, still 37. You're giving up three ones. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how many teams yeah. would, Bri, would be into would this. Would Bri but. do it as a Raiders fan? Would you do that, Bri? <laughs> I mean, uh, you're guaranteed three solid years, n- at least. Probably. No, no, I no. Don't know. I, don't, I don't think we're we're not. <laughs> Bri, think about what your ones are. You're the Raiders. Three ones are different from everyone well, else. Well, right. Yeah, right, 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 right. So I thought about that last night. I will say, like, yeah, our yeah. our first round picks are so bad. It really probably doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. So, yeah, you know, maybe it would make sense. I mean, I, but again, it would have only made sense like if you traded Carr because there was rumors they could have got a first rounder for Carr. No. Months ago. What kind of car? What are you talking about? Uh, a Honda Accord. A Honda Accord. Yeah. Brian, right. you know how it works out because <laughs> even if even if they did that and they got if they got Rodgers, Raiders are still losing 41 38 every week. Oh, well, well the, the, yeah, I mean, there is a problem, you know, in that division with the Chiefs. I mean, it's right. you're going to, you're probably regardless going to finish in second. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess that's Denver's thinking is look, we're going to be at the bottom of the division for the next. 15 years. If we get Rogers, we have a chance for a second, maybe first uh, right. for, for three. So maybe it, maybe it's worth it. I, I, the Raiders I mean, he is going so where he's going defense. where now it's Herbert and Mahomes. He's in a division. If he chooses to go to right. Denver with a division with Herbert and Mahomes. And by the way, Kirk Cousins, I think is the best quarterback in the, in the NFC North. If he leaves. So it's, I don't know. It's so, yeah. so weird how it happens, but let's get to the draft itself. Trevor Lawrence, no surprise. Goes to the Jaguars. Some FanDuel better bet $30,000 to win $60. I love it. Go get it. Go get your $60. It's free money uh, that Lawrence would go first. No surprise. Zach Wilson second. 
That's no surprise, but Trey Lance goes third. The parlay kid and I have been calling it for a month. And I don't know what kind of victory lap we could take here because we're just saying that it's going to happen, but there's no reasoning behind it because Trey Lance didn't know about it until a couple minutes before the pick. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan, it seems, didn't know about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous that he wasn't involved in the personnel decisions, but that's how it's coming down. So Trey Lance over Mac Jones, who then ends up dropping. By the way, D Dave Damashek leads our futures draft right now because he had Trey Lance going third. Uh, a long time ago. Uh, you could check that out at extrapoints.com slash draft, have all the mm. results of our futures draft. But Paulie Kid, Trey Lance, uh, I'm excited it happened. Now I'm like scratching my head. I'm like, I don't know why they took Trey Lance at, th at three. Right. Well, especially because, um, you know, they gave up a lot to move up to three and yeah. where they probably could have stayed where they were and took the quarterback that Shanahan wanted the whole time, probably, right? That their coach wanted. Right. Uh, which seems to be have been Mac Jones. So uh, obviously there's going to be some friction there, most likely if what we're hearing is true, that Shanahan was a Jones guy and the rest of the organization was a Lance guy. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's not, that's not, that's not going to be good for that working relationship, especially, especially uh, as brother Brian's saying it too. I mean, the 49ers have talent. So, uh, you know, is Shanahan right. going to be stubborn and say, "Hey, Garoppolo's my guy. This guy Lance, he's gonna he's gonna be sitting for a couple years while we have a window to win here." I, I really wonder what's going to happen. It's going to uh, be very interesting in San Fran over the next uh, year or so. Garoppolo minus two hundred to take to start to take the first snap of the 49ers uh, for Week One there, um, and I think that makes sense. He'll learn at the knee. Of Jimmy G and I'm not against it. People look going crazy about this. Like, Oh, you draft a guy hot. You have to start him right away. Well, no. only a couple of years ago that Patrick Mahomes widely regarded as greatest um, of our generation, you know, didn't start the first 16 games that chiefs is his rookie right. year. There's you jump in. Lance is only 20. Lance is 20 years old. So there's no, no rush there. Yeah. Right. What is Mac Jones He's going to be 23. Or something in, in the fall, I think, or something like yeah. that. Whatever. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. But the but the big point is here: Mac Jones falls to the Patriots. They don't even have to trade up. I don't expect mm. that they expected that to get him. And for God's sakes, Harry, he's a Patriot. And immediately, I thought, oh boy, he's going to be great. This sucks. Yeah, I mean, uh, it it does kind of suck. I agree with you, Sal. But look, I, I mean, I give give Mac Jones a little bit credit too when they kept going to the camera on him didn't seem worried didn't seem uh mm. uh like it was uh this is good look where's my stock going here he was cool as a cucumber he was fine he got drafted he was very happy he was uh and he he admitted that he really wanted to go to the patriots so it worked mm. out for him you know what harry it's not where you're drafted it's what you do with the opportunity i think that's yeah, that's right. what you're supposed to say that's, that's the said, uh, right? oscar equivalent of uh it's just right. an honor to be nominated you wouldn't have to win but um so Paulie Kidd and I had him. Oh, we had Mac Jones over three and a half, which played paid two to one yeah. odds. But that those odds were crazy yesterday for that third pick. I don't know what leaked out if Kyle Shanahan himself didn't know the pick, but I think as of yesterday morning, like Lance was plus one seventy to go third, and then he was jumped all the way up to minus two hundred to go third. Mm. So, uh, uh, boy, the betting makes it fun, though, doesn't it? We we, we didn't have this years ago, brother. Oh, it's so betting great. Yeah. So great. Yeah, yeah you no, get it's a great. thousand to one odds on your Raiders picks for the first round if they had it, but they can't even <laughs> really compute well, it. It would be too long. I will long say, look, I, I, uh, I won some money last night betting, uh, but I also did lose 
a decent amount because I had the Raiders drafting a defensive player. So <laughs> you can't. You can just, have just to stay I just away. I just can't. You can't. <laughs> you just can't. You can't it. But it, I will say it's it's fantastic for like for tonight. It's awesome. I mean, the fact that you can still yeah. you know you have all, just as many bets kind of tonight than you have in round one really makes it exciting. I mean, I like every round anywhere. It doesn't matter. It's but. so good. I wonder if they're going to have the Barker Lounger out there. They put a super fan on the Barker oh. Lounger, double vax. They made sure to say it 7,000 times during the telecast. The, the fan, whoever's having on there, is double vax. There was some vax. There was some interesting characters on there. And it was oh, it always seemed to be an uncomfortable exchange when Roger Goodell walked so. by. It was like he was a meter maid and he was yeah. like, hey, you got, you got eight seconds to get up. <laughs> I feel like that was the only thing what the hell was he saying to everyone had a confused well, look on their face? They, well, they didn't know, know whether to sit. They didn't know whether to stand. He's <laughs> yeah, not, right. He's not shaking their hands, really. It's yeah, it's like, oh, am, yeah, I, am I coming with you? What, what's well, going on well, here? You, Do I get to well, stay? Well, yeah. you know what was weird about it? So, like, what he was doing is he was showing that the, it looked like he was showing them the pick. He was turning the card to them. Oh. They, when they did it to the Raider person, the Raider guy had no expression. I swear to God. Like, there was just, <laughs> it was just... He shows him the pick. <laughs> the guy obviously didn't even know who he was. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, it's like, so. I don't know. Uh, uh, it, it was very weird. And then he sat in the chair. Goodell did for the. Um, it's very creepy. And he, and he got jabbed with a syringe. Like, I don't know. There was a lot going on in that uh, Barker lounge. I hope they bring it back uh, tonight. But I have a bed ache with this Devante. There, there's a. It's interesting the way the Cowboys could screw us, right, Parley kid? And uh, they ultimately screwed over the Giants, but by trading out of the 10th spot and getting that pick to Philly, they moved down to 12, allowed Philly to take Devontae Smith, who I had over 11 and a half. I had a lot of money on Devontae Smith over 11 and a half. I was really, oh my God, the weight, he's, young, he's small and everything else. And if Philly doesn't take him, I win that goddamn bet. What, what did you think of that trade overall? What do you think of trading yeah. with the Eagles? I got nervous until I realized, oh, we're screwing over the Giants? Right. Okay, that's fine. Right. We'll do that. Yeah, that's right. That was the first thing I, I think I uh, texted in the exchange was, look, Dallas wasn't picking Smith there, right? Um, mm. So to pick up a third-round pick, I know, you know you're doing business with the Eagles, but if you stay where you are, you're probably picking Micah Parsons anyway right there. Right. Uh, the way it turns out, the way what I'm hearing is they were probably going Parsons. And then the Giants grabbed Smith. And I, I think the Giants are a little bit more dangerous right now than uh, the Eagles are. So I'm willing to give up Smith, who could turn into basically Deshaun Jackson right. for the Eagles. I, I, I hate to say that because I've never been a Deshaun Jackson guy. Uh, but he could turn into that. Yeah. And I, I think by picking up a third-round pick, you screw the Giants. Uh, I think it was a good move for the Cowboys. Would I have liked, you know, would it have been better if we could have made a deal with another team uh, and had them move up and Eagles aren't there either? I would have been fine with that as well. But uh, all things considered, uh, I, I was happy. Mikey Mikey Meatball Sal was uh, not happy with the, my kids were furious with the, uh, Trading the Cowboys. The fans. They were furious with the Parsons pick though. Not so much. Not so much the trade, but furious with the. Did pick. you want? Uh, did they want? Did they want Slater or like I felt Slater, like it was part, yeah, Pars more Slater. Parsons or more, Slater? Was, well, was I think pick, well yeah. the what got screwed up is Horn and Sertan went back to back. Eight right. That, so I think right. I think we figured we were getting one of those two, right? And then when we hundred percent, like, oh, I think crap. Denver so picking Parsons Sertan. is our guy. Yeah, I hope. De right. I hope Devontae Smith lights up the Cowboys from for years to come. Put it that way. Okay. 
I mean, Hope it was he lights fun. you guys up because you screwed the Giants big time. Well, it's for, funny for, that, for, for for nothing basically. Although, it, why it, for nothing well, if we weren't taking? The you were getting Parsons anyways, right? Well, so why? You were getting Sertan at ten. Sertan went nine. Right. So now you're screwed. So at ten, at ten, you're. You trade so, with the Eagles. So, so Sal, where you going to get Parsons at ten? So anyway? you just Let's take pick Parsons, Parsons at ten and get, yeah. get the third round pick. Let yeah, roll. That, <laughs> what? That's so. This is what Parsons I mean. He doesn't, he doesn't understand. understand. He doesn't yeah, understand. Don't give but, the opportunity to screw uh, yourself for yeah, Harry, come dude, with Harry worked for the Raiders, who had, who had nineteen hundred <laughs> yards last year and seventeen touchdowns. Harry, yeah. if you could get Parsons or Parsons and a large pepperoni pizza, what would you take? Guess what? That. You know what? Dallas basically in the trade got a large pepperoni pizza. That's no, funny. they didn't. They were going to take the guy they had to they take They were going to anyway. take Parsons because they didn't have a cornerback anymore. Right. So why not get more and your pick? Do you yeah, but not ha- really understand? Ha- it's just yeah. really hard for you. Harry, you, but the Giants fan. You just didn't my, want the Giants to get him. That's all. You're well, you're the only Giant fan I know that's not happy right now. All my other friends are happy. I didn't say you, I wasn't happy. But you, you, I didn't you did say it, I wasn't happy. By, by that trade happening, well, you ended up getting another first round right, pick. And I'm very happy. Happy about the trade because I think Chicago mm. really screwed up more than any team, except maybe, sorry, Brian, the Raiders. But still, the Giants wanted Devontae Smith and the Cowboys <laughs> blocked him just because the Cowboys probably are more afraid this year coming up of the Giants than they are definitely the Eagles. Well, they want value. And like you said, they were probably going to take Parsons anyway. So they got Parsons and then some. So I, I just, um, well, the interesting thing is the Eagles put the screws to the Giants again by doing that whole thing with Hurts in Week 17, taking yeah. them out of the game. They cost the Giants a playoff spot. Huge. Uh, and now they're doing it again. But there's a weird wide receiver carousel thing going on here, Paulie. Can remember last year we took C.D. Lamb, kind of forcing the Eagles to take uh, yes. Rigger, right? Rigger. I'm not yes. even sure that they were going to take him yeah. if the Cowboys didn't and take they all, Don't Lamb. forget, they also passed on Justin Jefferson at that spot, too. Yeah, it, a lot of teams did. Sure, but but uh, nah, but uh, yes, yeah. but yeah, the the best uh, we get it. The best one, the, the wide receivers. You, you could put a number on them. It doesn't matter. It's, it is sure. like playing roulette with them. But it is interesting. This wide receiver tornado we've gotten into in the NFC East with with all these guys. And Harry, you got your guy. You wanted a wide receiver. You cried about it on Tuesday. But I, I should mention, out of all the odds, I haven't seen one bigger than this sixty to one odds that. The Giants would draft uh, Tony, right? So, Harry, what do you think of the Tony pick? You, you got to be pleased with that. I like it. I, I I like it. I mean, Tony had a nice season last year, really good season for Florida last year. Uh, played in, played big in big games. The SEC championship game, he had a huge game. He had 10 touchdowns. Um, I wanted the Giants to go offense. That's what they did. They went out and got a receiver. Now, New York has a lot of weapons. Now, Tony, Galladay, Shepard, and Slayton still. Uh, Saquon is back. You mentioned that before in the last night, Sal. Ingram and Kyle Rudolph they got in the uh, offseason. A lot of weapons on offense for Daniel Jones. Now they can get it rolling with the Giants. The, the offensive line still maybe that's what they need to do, second pick. But I love how Tony is going to be a valuable, integral part to this. He can also, to this offense, he can also return punts. I wanted Devontae Smith. And again, you know, I said that last, last show too. Didn't get him because of the stupid trade that Dallas mm-hmm. made with Philly. But still, Tony, uh, at sixty to one, yeah, of course. The only reason why he was sixty to one, he went for the Giants because of the trade with Chicago. But still, a decent guy, and a lot of tr- a lot of mocks had Tony going twentieth or even b- earlier. So I'm pretty happy with that. It's still fine. All right, and why is that a stupid trade for Chicago? Like, here's what I think with the draft. Well, let, let me just say one thing. I don't you. think you could say 
The only reason you can be mad, really mad, like throwing shit against the wall. Oh, Harry's coughing again. The only reason you can really be mad is if you root for like the Raiders and uh, like, oh my God, right? Okay, they reached 40 picks for this guy. And no one that that I could see getting mad at. Otherwise, you well, really don't know which of the quarterbacks is going to work out, which of the wide receivers is going to work out. And so hmm. what about Justin Fields? Did you see that you don't like? Well, like, what, why don't you think that was a good trade for the Bears? Well, first, uh, I cleared my throat. I didn't cough. Okay. Second, <laughs> um, I think I think <laughs> I think the Bears basically mortgaged their future to get Fields in a trade with the Giants. They bailed the Giants out with with this trade happening between Dallas and Philly. And now the Giants aren't taking Devontae Smith anymore, and they can't get him. Uh, they were in no man's land anyways, the Giants. They didn't know what to do. So all of a sudden, this trade comes around. They get Chicago's first-round pick in 2022. They get a fourth-rounder in 2022 and a fifth-rounder this year. And the Giants still wind up with very possibly the next best wide receiver in the draft. And the Bears give up all this, and no, who knows if Fields even going to be that good? That, that's I don't. Wait a second. How they didn't mortgage their whole future? That that's not. You didn't give up a ton. They mortgaged right there. next year's number one. Uh, yeah, for but a guy you guy who the guy who went fourth in the draft, quarterback wise. And but, why, but what do you know? Why should he be fourth? Maybe remember when he beat Trevor Lawrence in the semifinals and everyone's right. like, oh, maybe Justin. Yeah, I also, I also remember right. when he threw three picks against Indiana oh, and how on. he couldn't he couldn't pass the ball at all against Northwestern in the Big Ten championship game. It was hurt. Right. Yeah, he had rid. He wasn't he wasn't hurt in the Big Ten championship game against Northwestern. Harry's no, fired wasn't. up. But honestly, the 70 percent completion rate for you Justin gave up Fields, a ton there the, to get one of the Justin top in the, in the big six conferences. Like, I don't understand. Well, how about how about this? Why'd you trade with the giant? Why did the Bears trade? Well, with they the were giant? afraid someone would trade up. So maybe they made a mistake okay. there that no one was going to trade up to get fields. But um, otherwise, I think it's a good risk. Got to get these fans happy. The Bears best fans are back in the I last think 50 years. They traded with the Chargers at 13. They've got Herbert. Jets at 14. Already took Wilson. Could have traded there. Did you weigh in on what Scott? What did Scott say? He's a Bears fan. What yeah, your brother, brother Scott is a gigantic in all he sense like, of the word. He Bears likes Fields, fan. but he doesn't know jack shit. <laughs> all, right. all right. I mean, if the I Patriots had to, I had to trade give it to him there, this morning, and if the Patriots trade up there and get Justin Fields, if they trade up the Pats to get Fields, it's a genius move, right? But if the Look, Bears did it, and you have trouble with it. I think all the quarterbacks exactly. are going to stink in the first round. I think they're all going to stink. Well, that's probably not going to happen. Mark that down. I don't know. I don't mark that one down, Jim Cunningham. Please, please mark that though. Yeah, mark. Now, now we're gonna have to listen to uh, like what Harry did to Darnold for all these years for these four quarterbacks, trashing oh, them every week. Guess now, what? By the way, for guess the next what? several years, uh, McCaffrey, you can go <laughs> under yards this year, and you can go Pan Panthers under wins. That is two locks. Well, that was a <laughs> that that draft the the horn pick for them was weird. Um, Parley kid, we like Parsons. Well, well I mean, we kind of had a, he, he's a talker. He seems fun. He's already going at it with Zeke Elliott on Twitter. Seems yeah, like a fun, hard nudge, uh, hard uh, nose player. I, I hope he, I hope that's what he is. I hope. Yeah. You uh, never know. You know, um, you know, is he a winning player? Is he, is he an intangibles guy? Like, I don't know. I, you know, obviously as brother Bry alluded to on Tuesday, you know, you go back to this year, uh, this time last year after the draft, and they were talking about like next year's draft. Parsons was easily top five uh, mm -hmm. in most mocks, right? 
And I look at not playing this year as a bonus because that's one year less wear and tear on his body, right? For a, for a linebacker, especially right. what we've seen, what it's done to the Cowboys linebackers over the years, Sal, with, yeah. with uh, Van Der Esch and Lee uh, and the injuries. So I don't think that really hurts them. I think it's a good pick, picking up a third-round pick, too. And we know, look, it, to me, it was an area of need because mm-hmm. I hate Jalen Smith. Maybe he'll be better with Dan Quinn. Van Der Esch is always hurt. You're going to get like eight games out of him. And your other linebackers, Keanu Neal, who was a safety with the Falcons last right. year. So I think Parsons runs a 4-3-9, 40 at his size. He's a freak. It's worth – you might get – you might – you might have gotten the best player in the draft. You might All have. All right. That's fun. Again, we're not making any predictions here, but, uh, you know, the, if the Raiders drafted him, you would have been fine, right? Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. know, some mocks had him falling to 17, which I was ecstatic about. But, yeah, yeah, I knew we, even if he was there, we wouldn't have taken him. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I, if he was there in the third <laughs> round, the Raiders might have taken him. Uh, I do want to talk. I want to go over these real quick. We have Kenny Main uh, coming on. Um, some of these props by schools and by positions, Alabama over five and a half players draft in the first round. Easy. I got that one by the 24th pick. My God, what, what 20% of the draft is uh, Alabama yeah, players. But, Maybe more. But was that easy? Well, I because the Raiders helped that out. The Raiders right. helped, but I, it was easy in that you had a quarter of the draft to spare and you won it, right? Yeah, right, I uh, got quarter it, yeah. of the round, but that's it. But, uh, Kudos to them. Quarterbacks went under. Good pick, Harry. Under five and a half uh, for quarterbacks. More winners. More winners. Oh, my God. That was a minus 650 Harry threw at you. 750. 750? Okay. Hey, Um, listen, like the last three or four draft picks in the first round were questionable by every team. So who knows? Trask could have went there. Well, I get nervous. We're going to get to it in a second. Wide receivers over four and a half wins. Um, Running backs under. Parley kid, you had that as a winner. Oh. I had under one and a half. Bry, you had under one and a half. No, I had Etienne to go in the second round. Oh, Etienne. So well, I had that too. I had that. Yeah. I had under one and a half. I had Etienne pick. over 32 and a half. Well, oh. here's why it's a bad pick, because I'm like, oh, Etienne, he's gonna be a gadget running back. And Urban Meyer comes comes out today and says, Yeah, he's our third round, he's a third down running back. He's gonna be our third. Yeah. It's like all right, so now we're going first round picks. I know the Jags had two picks. Whenever a team has two picks, I mean, they're I, likely to reach for a, a running back. We know the Steelers were going to take Najee Harris anyway, but for God's sakes, I, I got Sal. I don't get it. I, I you, Robinson had a great year for the Jags last year. Yeah. This is like, hey, let's draft. Uh, you know, Lawrence. You know, the fr- is friend. Um, mm-hmm. Even though they could have waited to the second round to probably get him at that point. Uh, makes yeah. no sense, and so you know how I feel. I don't even. I think the Steelers, and I know Joel will disagree with this. I I don't get. I don't even get picking a running back where they picked him right there. Running backs right. in the first round to me do not make sense anymore. Um, Pittsburgh, I think there's a lot of holes there, so I I don't know if well, running back is go- going to solve well, your so, holes. Darren, let's look. Let's look back. Just curious. Just curious. With the Cowboys taking Elliott number four. And what you've seen over the past couple of years, are you happy with that now, or are you not really happy? No, with it's that? same with you and Barkley. There's no way that uh, you wouldn't have taken Barkley where you took him as a Giants fan. Now, yeah, and it, you know, you look at the Cowboys and you say, well, I mean, look, it's it's again, we could could say this about every draft, but the Cowboys could have easily said, well, we could have drafted uh, Jalen Ramsey 
with that fourth pick and still got Derrick Henry in the second round. That right. Year. Yeah, you don't know. You could say I, that. I, I mean, wanna, that's a pipe you, dream. You, you don't want to say don't ever take a running back in the first round because Jonathan Taylor what, went, what, like five picks into the second round? So there's not a huge difference when you're talking about 29th and 36th and all that stuff. But my God, Brian, I, brother Brian, I lose on this prop every single year. I think teams are going to learn. I could see why the Steelers maybe did it. Like, Mc, what was right. McFarlane? Like a fifth round last year, Joel? Is it third or fifth? I can't even remember what McFarlane was, but you're you're happy with the Harris pick, aren't you, Joel? You wanted to talk about this all morning. No, I, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know if Harry was going to go first. But no, no I, I, I would say Harry if I. I, I, I disagree with Parlay, kid. I, I you know yeah. I think the drop off of running backs is is pretty substantial, and the Steelers usually draft sometimes regardless of position the the best available player who who mm. they had ranked highest and. And a lot of people were saying the offensive line is the problem, but they're they'll get to it. There, there's there's offensive line there, but with with James Conner, you saw in the last couple of years, there's no breakaway speed there, and it's not the offensive line's fault. Where a- after he he breaks the hole, three yards later, he's getting taken down from behind. So you and Ben can't throw the ball fifty times a game anymore. You need a workhorse back that's there, you know, the first three downs, and th- this this was the guy to take. Some running backs do well in spite of their bad offensive line, but it's interesting, Joel, you and Harry, obvious offensive line holes there. Big Ben can't stand upright, and Danny Dimes took the second most hits out of anyone in the last two years, and yet you're you're happy with your position player uh, picks there. I don't know. I, I think scary. Harris is going to be legendary. Legendary, Joel. Oh. He's going to put up huge numbers. I mean, at 230, he breaks tackles. All At third most broke ta- broken tackles. In the last five years in college football, he's I, be I think I just think a running back, a running back in the first round is a a a, a win now move. Like we're going for the Super Bowl type of move. We just need that right. one yeah. p- one piece. Pittsburgh not, does have, and Pittsburgh I don't think Pittsburgh is in that situation right now. I just don't. I don't think. You're right, and then, Darren. You're, and then you're Ben right, will be gone, and then Ben will be gone, and you'll be breaking in a rookie quarterback. That's true. With, with and, and and then what does Harris yeah. mean to them? It just it's he's not going to mean much to them. That's that's just my that's you know. It, it, it's a, it's a great call. They have a, a running back now that they'll have in his first three years a, a bellhouse back that they can give the ball to the game. And they they did they tried to wait on running backs with you know Anthony McFarland or Benny Snell and it did it didn't work out. So right. I, I'm I'm good with this pick. And you know, yes, to Harry's point, I wish they would have thrown in a pizza, but we didn't get it. I want to, I want to get. Uh, no, Harry doesn't, doesn't for some reason understand the whole pizza now. I really want to go quickly here because uh, Kenny Maine is waiting for us. SEC over eleven and a half wins easily, but Parley Kid had under twelve and a half, so the books got middled on that one. Ooh, uh, a lot of uh, yeah. interesting the way that happened. Let me read through these real quick. Pac twelve over two and a half wins on the last pick, Harry. Right? It was a. Uh, Oh. As a wash was D back at a Washington, right? Yeah, that was it. I mean, it, everything was a linebacker? had uh, oh, it was edge edge rusher out of Washington. Edge rusher. Right? Every, yeah. Everyone had uh, you know obviously Sewell and uh, Tucker to go. Um, that was the only two that Pac twelve was even looking at. And then uh, yeah, the last pick went went to Washington and split everybody. Big Ten had over seven and a half. They had seven. That loses. All right. So now that that's over, yeah, big over under losses by conference and really, really weird stuff. How close they are. Fandle all over it and all over the action tonight, Friday. It's not over, guys. They have oh, just about every team. They have every team's next pick. You could bet what position your team's going to pick. Uh, Parley Kid, Cowboys, 
Um, the cornerback we didn't get in the first round. Yeah. We're favored to take one in the second round at minus 160. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, that obviously that's uh, overwhelming favorite here, Sal. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking for a little bit more value. So uh, I would look at uh, two directions here. Defensive lineman. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be an interior lineman. Uh, it could be a. It could be a defensive end as well. Plus, I think it's one ninety if it's still there. Plus two ten. Uh, I'm seeing. Yep. A uh, one up, so it's gone up even. And I also think, uh, you know, there's a chance uh, the safety from TCU, Mooring, Mooring, yeah, uh, right. could. I mean, he if he's it's plus four seventy for them to take a safety, and the kid from Oregon to Holland as well. I think could be available. I think plus 470. If it's still 470, I think that's great value. Yeah. Uh, so instead of going defensive back, they might go safety there as well. So I like either D lineman at uh, plus 210 or, or safety at plus 470. I think that's the, the best value uh, for the Cowboys here. That was one of my few wins. I had no safeties drafted, which was plus money, right? And then at Morgan, nobody went, right? There were no safeties right. in the, in the first correct. round. So, But a bunch in the uh, second round. Yeah, safety is a is a concern or priority, I should say, for a lot of these teams as I'm looking at it now. Paula Kid, did you have anything else for uh, that jumped out at you for Friday and through the weekend for these? Yeah, draft so props? there's one um there's uh, one exact order in terms of um it's not necessarily uh, uh of the qu next quarterback, next running back, next uh -huh. receiver. Uh I, I kind of like uh the co the combination of Trask, Williams, uh and Elijah Moore. I think it's up to plus 470 now uh, mm -hmm. as well it is. Uh, on FanDuel. Uh, you know, I know people, uh, this, maybe that Stanford kid uh, is uh, the next favorite David quarterback Mills to is go. I think there's only supposed to be one quarterback in this second round if you look at player over-unders, right? Mills is over 60 and a half, and everybody else, Mond is 74 and a half, and, and Trask, although it's not up, is somewhere in between there because we know he's favorite Yeah, I, I, but I, I, I kind of think, People might feel a little bit more um, safer uh, if anybody's taking a QB with Trask. I mean, he, he had yeah. such an unbelievable year compared to Mills, uh, who really didn't have any type of year. And again, I know we can't always go by that, but I think it's worth the roll of dice to go uh, Trask, next quarterback, Williams, next running back, and Elijah Moore, next receiver, plus 470. Pretty good value, especially because I think Moore and Williams are definitely happening at All those right. positions. Good job, uh, brother Bry. You uh, the receivers are fun to go by, right? Because that's you could really you, there's data on receivers, and um, it's a lot of fun to be wrong about this uh, <laughs> particular prop. And there are odds <laughs> for next uh, receiver taken. Who do you like? Yeah, so I I do like you know I was looking at Terrence Marshall being five to one. It's funny this morning Elijah Moore was minus one twenty minus one twenty. Now he's minus two eighty. So that's mm -hmm. changed a little bit, but we know. Again, with the receivers, kind of anything could happen. It really just depends yep. who you, what your preference is. But Terrace Marshall at five to one, he's a physical freak, six three, runs a four three, uh, great deep. Threat. He was like really the only highlight on the LSU team last year with ten touchdowns in seven games. I guess there's some concern with his injury history, but you kind of seen in a lot of you know mocks leading up to like Marshall was right in there. I mean, it seems like he's gonna probably go within the next somewhere in the next 10, 15 picks. So I think at five to one, I think it, it makes sense to take a chance on him. Also, Rondell Moore too. Uh, he's another mm. one. He's plus 850. I would look at him 
just because he's a guy who everybody assumed like two years ago was definitely going to be a first round pick. And he's just, you know, he didn't really play or he's been hurt. So mm -hmm. he's another guy that all of a sudden could, yeah. could jump these other guys as well. All right, Brian, I'm going to recommend something here. It'll, 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 you know, it'll make your ease you into the weekend. The Raiders next uh -huh. pick cornerback plus 210, D lineman plus 210, safety plus 250. Boring, not going to happen. This is the Raiders. Running back, 34 to 1. Get one of the North Carolina guys. Sal, you just, you just stole what I was going to say. Kicker, long snapper, 250 you to 1. Stole Put a couple bucks on that. 250 to 1. Happy. Why not with the Raiders? Oh, uh, the guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> you know, quarterback is 34 to 1. Just bet those last three. 34 to 1, uh, running back, 34, and kicker, oh punter, long snapper, 250. Oh, my God. Do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a win. Yeah, I could. You know, who knows? At some point, they could, you know, they they could draft a QB. It's a possibility. I mean, who, who the fuck? I want just a little bit here. Just wondering <laughs> right, Harry, uh, about other than making Patriots fun of Brian. Did you have anything pick. jump out at you? Um, favorite is offensive lineman at 250 and then cornerback linebacker and wide receiver at plus 340. I think maybe wide receiver uh, still a bunch out there. I don't like their lineup right now in the roster. What they have wide receiver wise. They've got uh, Nelson Aguilar and, and they picked up Kendrick Bourne from San Francisco. Don't love that. My guy, Nikhil Harry, hasn't really panned out. And after that, they really don't have anybody else. So maybe a wide receiver at plus 340 for the yeah. Patriots to help out Cam uh, Cam a little bit. It's so funny. I was texting with our friend Kevin Hench, and he's like, oh, boy, this Mac mm. Jones is going to be throwing passes to Aguilar <laughs> and Bourne and be like, why the fuck aren't these guys wide open? I don't get it. What's going on here? What have I signed <laughs> up for? <laughs> they do need a little help at, at wide receiver. Kevin Hench needs a little help, too. <laughs> brain's deteriorating. All right. Uh, we have uh, Kenny Maine in the waiting room here, but I want to mention first, oh my God, FanDuel, baseball. You could do it all. Tie game, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded. On FanDuel Sportsbook, you get more than one shot to swing for the fences. FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free. That's right. New users get up to $1,000 back in site credit if your first bet doesn't win. Guys, I told them, I said, listen, FanDuel, guys, this is not a good idea, giving 20 to 1 odds on Trevor Lawrence to be the first pick. You're giving up a free $100 if someone bets 5 bucks. They didn't listen. I was like, I've read a bunch of mock drafts. Some of them have Trevor Lawrence going number one. You don't want to put yourself, give yourself this much liability. They didn't care. They gave out $100 to a lot of, uh, I don't know the number, but anyone who signed up last night. And now it gets better. Once you have an account, you have access to same game parlay insurance, all season long, up to $25 back in site credit each day if your same game parlay bet falls one leg short. Baseball, whatever it is, baseball right now, basketball, you can combine bets for an even bigger win. There's a reason FanDuel Sportsbook is America's number one sportsbook. The app is simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets, unique, fun type. It's like same game parlays. I mentioned that just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, sign up with promo code against all odds. To get in on the action, FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code against all odds. Let's bring him on. All right, I love this guy. Our guest today, one of the all-time great anchors at ESPN and one of the worst celebrity softball game managers of all time. He batted me last, 16th overall, and I still haven't gotten over it. Kenny Maine, thank you for joining us. You know, there was one year... Where we had Jessica Beal on our team. Yeah. And how are you going to miss her? Right. And I forgot to put her in the game. 
Oh. And then Otis, you met Otis, my good friend. Yeah. Uh, he, he was kind of like my bench coach, keeping me, you know, like, you know, alert to what <laughs> so you haven't, you haven't got to put her in. So we literally bring in for like two pitches. So she got the save. <laughs> I was worried somebody was going to like crush a, you know, a screamer right back at the mound there. But uh, thank God we, we escaped that one. The one I remember is when they walked me to get to Wade Boggs or rather right. they walked <laughs> Wade Boggs to get to me. And, and so Wade goes to first, we're down one run. And we're two out, and I meekly fly out to right field. And he, like, was seriously pissed at me. He's like, oh, you lost yeah. the fucking game for us. You <laughs> lost the game. Like, I wasn't brought here so for my I got to tell you, I get mad at those dumb games, too. Um, I remember when you batted me 16th, I'm thinking, if in the unlikely event that everyone goes one, two, three for five innings, I don't get an at-bat here. This is crazy. That's, but that's uh, a- um, let, wait, let's take a look at that. Do we have that graphic of who um, went ahead of me? In the 16th. All right, Ricky Henderson. <laughs> uh, that's debatable, but I guess you have to lead him off. Jerry Rice. Uh, Rachel Smith, I don't remember. Do we um, do we have Rachel Smith? I don't know. Oh, was, God, I, do I even remember this game? Was this in like Milwaukee or somewhere? This was, was either it? in Chicago, uh, the White Sox Stadium, or this was in Pittsburgh. Hmm. I think it was in Pittsburgh. I, I don't think, think I would was. jump Dane Cook oh, right now. Um, Dane but that's crazy. it. I don't know that I'd, I'd jump anybody else. I think you were right to bat me 16th now that I you, look at it. You know what's funny? Seeing Ricky Henderson's name, there yeah. was one game, I believe it was in San Francisco, where I robbed Jimmy of a home run. Yes. Like, the most athletic thing I've ever done in my life. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny I was I, I, Harry here. I, I was there at the game. I was just going to mention one of the greatest robberies of all time. It, it was Griffey, Griffey level. I mean, I, I got up at least four or five inches in the air. and, and But it, you feel like you made a real major league play because, you know, the fences are like three and a half, four feet. Small. <laughs> you, were over the, you were over the fence. You were over it the was fence. a good play. I'm, you know, I'm not bragging, but it, it happened. Um, and then Ricky Henderson came over to congratulate me. And I didn't see him. He came out of, you know, my, I was still hogging the glory for what I had done, whipping it back in the whole thing. I basically dissed Ricky Henderson. Didn't mean to uh, love that guy. He was fun to be out there with. So now Ricky would grab a base when he set a record for, for steals. Did you feel like grabbing a piece of the fence? I mean, I feel like you could have been able to take well, that home. We do know Jimmy did hit a homer. I think it was the very next year he over did. my head. And he got uh, Vin Scully to come on his show and, and recreate that whole moment. He made so, the call. Oh, my God. He's shown that on the uh, uh, on Jimmy Kimmel Live more than anything else. <laughs> I mean, maybe Bush getting his shoe thrown at him is more. But that was uh, that was unbelievable. I, I got to tell you, I um, I grounded out in that one game where I batted 16th. I grounded out to Matt Williams, who uh, – underestimated my speed and I was so, I was so goddamn safe at first and I was like am I going to make a big deal out of this like am I going to scream at this ump but it's like everyone's having fun here and I just so what is it Wade Boggs gets mad I, I took it very seriously but I took a deep breath and I walked off the field even though I was safe by it was classy that was classy to do I had the same incident in New York I I got going toward third I was on second they yeah. hit a line drive and doubled me up at second but I was safe and Chris Rock to this day will tell you I was safe. Just right. Chris Rock. Well, they didn't know. have replay back then in the celebrity yeah. softball. They game. should have the VAR or whatever that. Uh, yeah, it's VR. Yeah. So <laughs> people just joining this are like, why are they talking about miscellaneous celebrity <laughs> right. softball? Well, we could talk. We could talk draft. We could do it. Anyway. But, but here's why. <laughs> what is the draft? I mean, I've been there before. You're a Seahawks fan. It sucks. It sucks when you don't have a pick, right? First round pick. 
just kind of enjoyed the show. I actually checked out at about number 28 and watched Narcos episode five, season <laughs> three or something. I, yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of funny. I've always been into football. The draft has never done it for me in the same way it does it for other football nerds. Like there are, right, there, like NFL playoffs. I'm full on. I'm watching every game. They all matter. Right. Something about the – I'm like, all right, it's – you know, I'm excited for the guys. And they're a classy group of kids. I was impressed by, you know, how most of them handled the, the moment and, and, and just kind of like their – humility in the moment. Um, well, I think yeah, I, we'll I've thought it. about this with sports nerds and fans and fans need to know how to root, right? So if your quarterback throws an interception, you know, to be screaming at the television. If you're, if you draft, if your team drafts a middling lineman, you don't know whether to scream. You have to have an opinion, right? Cause you're a fan, right. but you, 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 why, why do you go one way? Unless you're a Raiders fan like Brother Bry here, and you know it was a terrible pick. But yeah, um, well, there was definitely like they cut to the 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 central casting look of 19 Jets fans together, you know, and, and right. they all went, "Yay, no!" You know, they didn't know what to do. They just, yeah. I mean, who who really knows a lot about interior linemen besides no, like interior know. line coaches? But but you were but, uh, don't sell yourself short. You were a quarterback, famously. UNLV running Rebels. Were you after hmm. Cunningham or you were his backup? No, that's often misreported. You can Google it. Randall says nice things. I think I get better each year. Yeah, I, I'm going to be all America here pretty soon. Now, I, was a, <laughs> I was a second string quarterback a couple years at Vegas after going to junior college um, and, you know, played a little, not a lot. I was the senior when Randall was a freshman. So Sam that's King. Right. Sam King was the starter. He led the nation in passing yards. I was second to him. Then Alan Reynolds out of Buell, Idaho, mm. uh, and then Randall. And then we all, you know, we all knew he was going to be great. I mean, we'd warm down after practice, and back then I, you know, could throw a ball seventy odd yards. Randall's ball is still rising, like he, really? he was in the eighties for no joke. Uh, he should be in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, good guy. He turned out to be pretty good at football. Yeah, he was pretty dominant for uh, a good number of years the there in the NFL. Weapon. Why not? I, I, I was thinking about you and what your draft room would look like. I don't know. Now, you got hurt, so um, it took a it took a little bit of a, a, a bad turn there. But the 1981 draft, do you remember who went, what quarterbacks went in the 1981 draft? That's where you would have been drafted. Well, McMahon was in there, right? Because we beat BYU my senior year. I didn't play, as it turns out. Uh, Sam had a crazy game. He had 500 yards or something. We beat him on a last-minute play to Jimmy uh-huh. Stendusky. I can still see it. 45-41 at Provo. And McMahon was hurt that game. And this guy comes in, a freshman named Steve Young. So he was the guy we played right. against. Mm. Yeah. I'm uh, I remember out. where I was during the draft. I was calling horse races. <laughs> <laughs> at a bookie, like I had a job briefly where I was a race caller in the old days. This goes way back where you didn't have this walk into the sports book with 25 screens of racing, right? Right. They had one, maybe two, and most all the other races were recreated, like in the Sting, right? Like you, you'd get the call from, you know, Vinny in Chicago or whatever, and he'd tell you, all right, one, five, eight, seven, one by a half, five by two, you know, mm-hmm. and you'd get this piece of paper and match it up with the names and you'd fake the race for the listening public who was betting at these various sports books around town. Nice. So I, I was watching the draft or reading about it on the wire. Well, I was, it didn't seem like you missed much because I'm looking, if I'm looking at the right one, the 1981 draft and I watch football as much well, as it would have been, it would have been 82. Oh, 82. Okay. Cause, yeah. cause you got hurt in 80, right? In October Correct. of 80. 
Okay. Yeah, so I, I don't know why I was looking at the 81 draft, but had you come out early, no, Rich <laughs> Campbell from Green Bay. Green Bay drafted Rich Campbell, number six. I don't well, even remember him. Did Green Bay draft another punter in the first round? They, they seem to do things to piss off Aaron every year. Yeah. Uh, they get a, <laughs> a punter or a long snapper. I don't know what they went for this time right. around. But yeah, they drafted Campbell. a, a D-back. A D-back, uh, yeah, cornerback. Yeah. Well, well no. you know, no, I knew that actually. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a disservice to the the poor kids who do get picked when that whole argument is going on. Because I'm sure he's a great player and, and yeah. could turn out to be great. But uh, the story, you know, it, it's kind of been the same thing for a number of years. I think most people are on Aaron's side on that argument. Like, could the has the team failed him through the years, or has he failed the team? I think if it's one or the other, you could argue the team could have supplied him. Not that they haven't had some some decent talent around him, but. Well, uh, it's weird. Yeah, we were, we were discussing it. So, where, all right, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're like, I'm the MVP at 37. I could be the MVP anywhere. That's probably how he's thinking. But if you're the Packers, you're like, hey, we were one play away from making it to the Super Bowl. Uh, do you really hate all these guys around you or do you want to host Jeopardy? Like, what do you think it is with him? Does he really want to leave? I think he wants to bring back Password. Remember uh, Password? <laughs> only had like a five, six-year run. I watched it religiously as a youth. Um, <laughs> that was Betty White's husband. Was it Alan Luntz? Or Alan something? Cullen. Alan Cullen? Oh, oh, right, right. He did it. Right. Okay. I believe that's right. Yeah. And my favorite show was Ten Thousand Dollar Pyramid. I didn't sure. like it when it got up to twenty five and a hundred. Just ten thousand. That's a right. good number. And and you had the <laughs> you had the squares, the triangles rather. Um, yeah, that's you would miss. They would miss the top triangle, and then Dick Clark would smugly come in with his hand over his mouth, and and he would say three words, and you're like. Oh, things you say when you're in an elevator alone. Like, uh, oh, yes, of course. Like, it's so, so yeah. stupid. Um, <laughs> but I'd always play along. Uh, I think Aaron would, would be a good host of that show. And God knows, you know, he, he's a smart guy. Maybe that's something that will uh, invigorate him more than, than yelling, you know, Green 19 over and over. Why have you not hosted a, a, a prominent game show? Where, where well, are you with all this? I was up for... Um, the who wants to be a millionaire knockoff second second version of it you know uh -huh. syndicated version right but I, I was beaten out by Meredith Vieira oh I see mm. I see. that was back and then and then I you know tried out we had another show that I did the tryout for I'm now forgetting the name of it we did like a demo show right again that one went away then they brought it back with somebody else and it went away so I've been in that mix once or twice but right. Uh, apparently people think little of me. Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> do you want to, uh, do you want to throw some taunting words Meredith's way now that it's uh, oh, all said and done? Did a fine job. I did okay. a, a full tryout for it. It was fun. It was exciting to be in the hunt. We had our own little game show. Remember at ESPN, the two minute right. drill. Right. I remember that only a couple seasons. I liked where we were going with it, but they kept moving it. Like it would be on it you know, 3.30 at Sunday, and then it'll be on ESPN 2 at midnight. Right. Nobody knew when the hell it was on, so it never really got much traction or rating. But the people who watched it, you know, thought it was coming off okay. So it's You almost starred in uh, Stunt the Schwab. You were almost the Schwab. You were like third in line to be the Schwab. Remember that show? <laughs> yeah, I, I think he handled it better than I. I remember remember the, the Dream Job show. Mm -hmm. One episode, they wanted me on as one of the panelists, Right. But I was at a horse race. I think it was the Fountain of Youth or maybe it was the Florida Derby. It was something down in Florida. I needed to get back like that day, right? And and the planes got canceled for some reason. I was like on the phone trying to hire a private plane thinking ESPN thought that much of me. 
That's no, we don't want no. to spend that type of money. We don't need you that much. We'll we'll go with that. what is you've covered everything. What's I think I know the answer to this. What's your favorite event to cover? And you're gonna say Breeders' Cup. Yeah, Breeders' so, Cup. Uh, I was thinking gonna ask my favorite thing I ever did there would be oh. uh working with Stevie Wonder. Got to get twice I got to do interviews with him. The first time had to do with the all-star game that was in Detroit. He's from Saginaw, Michigan. Right. Like my, you know, my one idol, if you will, that, you know, like you're kind of odd in his presence. And I got him to say, I can't be at the all-star game. I have a high ankle sprain. That was his joke. So, <laughs> in and out. It was pretty good. That was a thrill. Stevie's really funny. He's underratedly funny. Um, I've sure. seen him on like the show. Like you saw him on the, the karaoke with uh, uh, Mr. Corden. There, yeah. You know, very yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's good stuff. Uh, all right, so the Breeders' Cup is your favorite event to cover. I know you are always trying to get me, and I, I gotta, I gotta get out there. Um, I think like, it's it's even more fun not to cover, just to be there, or worst case, at your home watching on TV. But it's two days of Grade One racing, best horses around the world. Being there is cool because you got all the characters from every country. It's just fun. It's just like this. This each race matters. Everything's a big moment. Um, going to Royal Ascot was pretty cool. We got to go there. Uh, the queen of England had come to America, uh, on a tour. So I pitched my bosses. What if I now go to England, like reciprocity, I'm going to now go visit England. And somehow they fell for that pitch and (laughs) being a couple, we just went and screwed around London for four days, went to Royal Ascot, went all (laughs) over the place. Right. Uh, now, now the queen is single. Wow. The things have really changed. Um, Hey, and speaking of things changing, for a long time, it seemed like you mentioned gambling on this a sports network. This is a comprehensive network. and in-depth yes. interview. I'm sorry. I, didn't, I, didn't, be this good. I didn't either. I don't know how it became this. But uh, <laughs> what about gambling on these networks, right? I don't think there's – you could barely now show a highlight without mentioning odds, right? Like Serena yeah. Williams gets upset in the first round of some crappy tournament. You're mentioning the odds. Yeah. Uh, Almost what's, 20 seconds. What's funny about high, it, right? yeah, for those of us who've been there and, you know, lived it for a bunch of years, there was a time, and it wasn't even that long ago, no. you were like, you know, banished from the building if you even suggested people bet on fantasy football. That's just for fun. No right. one bets, you know. So now uh, I guess they just saw the light of day and said, God, everybody's actually betting, and that's kind of what makes these games even more exciting than, you know, I can watch a game without a bet and, and enjoy it. But a lot of people are betting and it, you know, creates a, a stronger interest. Right. And well, I was going to say for, for you who doesn't love the draft as much as uh, most football fans, the betting aspect, it just takes it to another level. I got to get you hooked here, Kenny. You have well, to get involved. You, oh, you're, you're betting on the draft of itself. Of course. Yes. Okay. You can bet Mac Jones. Will a linebacker over. go next at four to one? That kind Absolutely. of thing. There's okay. all kinds of, uh, in fact, do they have Seahawks picks up there guys for, um, I'm trying to think cause now, now they even have it. Oh, they uh, don't have Seahawks. Oh, they do. All right. Seahawks next pick, Kenny. What would yep. you say position wise? I like our receivers. Uh-huh. You should Horses come back. Our quarterback's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say beef up the defense or O-line. All right, so defensive lineman's plus three forty, and O lineman is the favored position at plus one twenty five. Yeah, okay, you can't. You just having those big three hundred pound guys that are fun, good guys. You can punch them in the arm; they won't punch you back. Yeah. Those are fun guys to have on your team. Yeah, and if they had protected you better, you wouldn't have broken your leg, and you would have been drafted before freaking <laughs> Rich Campbell, whoever I mentioned there. That bastard. Number what did he ever do? So, yeah, <laughs> I, I was. We were at Oregon my junior year. I was just starting to play a little bit more. 
and last play of the game at Oregon, you can see it on the internet. Um, guy <laughs> sticks his helmet on my ankle. He was trying to, you know, they're up like 33 to nine. Right. Right. And the kids, you know, trying to grade out on film on Monday. Uh, so he sticks his helmet on my right ankle. I ended up with what's called a fracture dislocation. Uh, really? and I, I ended up playing the next year. That means you broke your bone and tore all your ligaments. It's, it feels like your leg has been torn off your body and it's underground. You're like, you know, scraping around the field, trying to That's find your funny. leg again. Uh, but when you're young, you come back like, what the hell next year I come back, I play, I'm second string again. Mm -hmm. Um, but all these years later, uh, I found this new device that's amazing. A guy in Gig Harbor, Washington, beautiful spot if you've never been there, mm -hmm. uh, named Ryan Blanc. And he made it for veterans who were coming back injured for more, right? And they needed something to stabilize their leg. Because I was down to like, am I going to even keep this thing? Like it hurt so bad getting up out of bed every day. You know, I probably had a little low-grade depression going on. Um, but I got this brace and I'm able to, you know, I can play flag football. I can golf. I can take hikes with Gretchen. It's run, amazing. I can run sprints. Not very fast, but you know, I'm doing things that I couldn't do without it. So Gretchen and I started a foundation called Run Freely, R-U-N-F-R-E-E-L-Y, Run Freely. I'm not suggesting your listeners don't know the good spelling for you. of words. Good for I was you. trying to clarify. Yeah, they probably it. don't. It's it's always yeah. good to help out. Yeah. <laughs> Runfreely.org. And then uh, if you want to donate, get another veteran moving without pain, you can consider that. I was hoping people who win a bunch of money on these dumb draft bets you're talking about. Or on the Derby. I am going to donate win or lose to runfreely.org. And uh, because you watch the videos attached to that site, and it's uh, you're crying your eyes out more than a Raiders fan after uh, the first round. I'll tell you what, yeah. for real, when I, I've had so many, I've had so many times where you get the letter back, they're mm -hmm. just they're so grateful and deserving of it. You know, it's not like I like, I hate saying we give it to veterans, like they've earned it, right? They've, right. they've done something that I didn't do. So it's just getting people back into life. And the stories are all over the place. One lady got a, a, a job because of it. Another lady uh, was was in a wheelchair and she gave it away to a charity that needed wheelchairs because she doesn't need it anymore. That's Other amazing. Other people have gone back into the service. So, you know, one by one, we're, we're making a little bit of impact. Runfreely.org is where you should donate. Uh, speaking of getting letters, our uh, producer here, Babyface Joel Solomon. You have a story. Joel, jump on here uh, right now and tell uh, remind Kenny what, what's going on. Uh, all right. Uh, like a lot of uh, neurotic Jewish kids growing up in the 90s, I, I, I couldn't play sports, but I idolized ESPN anchors. And uh, I, I didn't write letters to athletes. I, I wrote them to ESPN anchors. And uh, Kenny Main, only one that responded to me. Wow. And, and not only that, wrote a, uh, a letter back. Uh, I sent it to Jim. It says, uh, Joel, call me here at the office and I'll be happy to answer any of your TV questions. Good luck at Hofstra. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and he even checked where the phone number was, but uh, never, never uh, had the courage to actually bother Kenny. Uh, and then at Hofstra, I, I learned that they say some people have a, uh, a face for radio. I was told I had a voice for print. So <laughs> it, I, I, I was defeated and uh, never... Unfortunately, never called Kenny, but I still have the letter. That's well, amazing. That's, that, you know what? I I vaguely remember. I mean, I got a couple of letters, not that many. That phone number, I don't know if that still works. They, I haven't. I left ESPN, not ESPN, but I left Bristol, yeah. moved back to Seattle. Then I started working out of L.A., 
Then I came back and we started working in Connecticut and I don't really have an office. If I do, I don't know where it is. And if I have a phone number, I don't know what it is. So <laughs> we got each other now though. Yeah, this was, this is going to be an awkward way to ask you for a job, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll call the number. We'll see if it's that was yeah. Joel. That was your TV question. I mean, you have a chance now to ask that TV question that you, you bailed out so many years ago. Oh man. Uh, my, my question for Kenny is uh, catchphrases are your your i guess your favorite of all time oh my god this is it this is what uh, you had to put him through for a catchphrase question well i always I, w I would write them down in a notebook i would just walk around trying to come up with catchphrases and uh <laughs> all right i don't i thought kenny was like a, a big inspiration he was sarcastic and dry and uh and then actually years later i, I met him at one of the all-star games and i asked for a picture and kenny said well make it look like i'm giving you advice let's at least make this interesting <laughs> and so, there's a, so he, he said make it look like i'm i'm telling you something really interesting and and that and so you that, know what all right pretty answer all three of those and i have a letter remind me of letter because i have a letter story also okay. a picture story and an autograph story this this kid at an all-star game hands me a ball to sign. I mean, they try to get the, the big guys and then they get desperate. Like, oh shit, at least he's on TV. I'll take that autograph. <laughs> and he hands me a ball. I swear to God, he's got Willie Mays, Henry Aaron, you know, oh, no. <laughs> you might as well have Honus Wagner on there. And I'm like, dude, I'm not signing this. Ball. Like, I'm going to do you a favor. You'll thank me 20 years from now that I didn't fuck up this ball and sign it. Okay. Grab a paper. Your dad can throw it away on the way out. That's um, great. <laughs> uh, the letter Back when I was I was freelancing for ESPN for a bunch of years before they finally uh, saw my yeah. skills. Um, so it took like three four years. I, they you know Griffey would hit a ho three homers. Hey, go interview Griffey tomorrow. Or Gary Payton did this or that. Right. So I was kind of like their Seattle correspondent, but I wasn't full time. Hmm. They would pay me two hundred fifty dollars, and I would get that whether I worked one minute or twelve hours. It didn't matter. It was just flat two fifty. You use your time how you want. Right. Nice. So I was I was getting frustrated that they weren't like giving me the chance to be full time, whether a reporter or come back east. And I sent them this letter to John Walsh. He was like the oracle, you know. Sure. Um, and I, I said, Dear John, I'm trying to sort out my future. Can you please check the appropriate box? And the first one said, Stand by the mailbox. Contracts on the way. Second one said, uh, Keep up the freelance work. Third one said, We'll hire you about the time ESPN five hits the air. And at the <laughs> time they had ESPN two. Right? <laughs> so they checked, they literally checked the middle box, keep up the good work, sent it back. But I got hired like two months later. So that's great. That's wow. Put me over the top or, yeah. People, um, let alone network executives don't like filling out surveys. So you got lucky that with the check box thing. Nice. No. Well, I always tell people, cause everyone asks this type of, you know, how do you distinguish yourself? How do you, I said, do something to distinguish yourself, whatever right. that is, do something a little, don't, don't put on a show and be something you're not, but mm -hmm. Take your best individualism and, and display it, you know, make them notice you. So if you spend $22, you can send an overnight letter to people, right? And everybody opens overnight letters. They're not oh, going right. to like, this looks important. Oh, it's that kid from Hoster, you know, so you never <laughs> know. Um, I'd say one of my favorite, my, my late old friend, you guys probably know his name, Warren Thomas, old comedian. Yeah. yeah. He hung around Jimmy show now and yeah. then. Um, so he had done this bit about when you got your student loan in college, like I am king of the dorms, let there be Cheetos for all my men, you know? <laughs> and I adapted that to the grand slam thing. Let there be a clubhouse feast, bring me the finest meats and cheeses. But that one takes so much energy. Sometimes at one 30 in the morning, yeah. I just don't have that for Rocky's <laughs> Marlins game. I'm not, I'm just, 
Uh, I, I like with the, the Hispanic players, El, El La Pelota, Noah está aquí. The ball is not here. Right. Uh, but I remember being at this dinner and we had all these international correspondents. And I asked one of the, the Spanish speaking ones, I said, hey, am I saying home run correctly? Because I've been saying quadrangular. And he said, that's good. But what you should say is home run. That's oh, yeah. That's a great one for you. Yeah. But sometimes it's just weird shit. Like I watched a movie. It was a silent movie, a, t- a Turner classic. And the subtitle said, I am Golthar the Terrible. What have I to fear from Rome? <laughs> that, that's perfect. That's like what a powerful <laughs> right. thing. Yeah. Also, um, I'm, uh, Jake Johansson, the comedian who I met way back when. Yeah. I try to give him credit when I do it because I don't want to think, you know, have him think I'm taking it. Yeah. But he did this bit about walking in. What was it? Walking into a bank with a rubber band. You know, because everybody flinches, right? You could rob a bank with a rubber band. And I think his big punchline was, my power is beyond your understanding. You know, just to be crazy <laughs> in front of people, right? So that's a great one, right? On a big home run. I love that. Yeah. Just kind of lift like famous or uh, not really even famous lines, but inspiring lines. That's fun. I, I love uh, for strikeouts, uh, Dana Carvey's chopping broccoli, you know, like the guy's swinging and can't. Yeah, can't yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have made up many of my own as well. I'm not. I'm just giving you the ones that that stood out that way. Uh, for Griffey, it was always, I am amused by the simplicity of this game. Because that just fit him <laughs> so well. Maybe Mike Trout, same kind of thing. There you go, Joel. I mean, 25 years later, but he gave you a couple dozen uh, catchphrases. For God's sake, in, you have in, to be happy. NBA players that put back, lay in, or dunk just say medicinal. Medicinal. <laughs> That's fun. That yeah. Seems to- Oh, that nice. was worth the wait. Appreciate it. And uh, sure. yeah. Good luck I'm, at Hofstrom. I'm, I'm <laughs> he never graduated. He's going to have to go back. I'm Get going back to law school. Get your education. Kenny, you, uh, let's talk Kentucky Derby. Essential quality wait, is a favorite. Time. What? Uh, we can't do this? Oh, no, yeah. Got Essential quality is <laughs> a favorite at two to one right now. Uh, I don't know if he's your favorite. He's a gray horse. I don't want to sound racist here, but gray horses. I think only seven have hit the winner's circle. You have a problem well, with gray mom, horses? It's an old adage about bet the lone gray. Like there's something that spooks the other horses or whatever. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if it is the only gray. Oh, wait a minute. We're taping this at what time is it? It's it's uh, 928 Pacific on, on uh, Friday. Okay. Uh, so when people see this, I don't know if the, the race will have run or not run. Past the champagne mm-hmm. is going to win the Oaks. Past the champagne, number five, I believe it is. I'm writing it down. The horse going like 10, 12, 15 to one. Also not a bad catchphrase for a, a, you know, a double ground rule, double or something. Pretty good. You could work that in. All right. So that's uh pass the champagne. That's Friday afternoon. Yeah. But as far as Derby goes, Derby. have you, have you analyzed Derby. this? Rock your world. Number 15. Okay. Mm. Rock so your race three times. And the f- first two were on turf on grass. Right. And then mm-hmm. they, they moved it over. John Sadler's the trainer. Moves it over to dirt for the first time at a mile and eighth in the Santa Anita Derby and, and wins end to end, right? Gate to wire. It hadn't run that way in the previous races. It was close, but didn't necessarily have to have the lead. I, I just think it has a, a good shot. And it's it's going to be, I think it's going to be five or six to one. I think a lot of the money is going to go to Essential Quality, who's the 14, who's just inside of that horse. Mm-hmm. It's five for five. Hard, hard to knock, mm-hmm. you know, what that horse has done. But I like the way Rocky World's coming into form, and and I'm going to give it a good shot. My my advice, I told Aaron Rodgers to bet a million dollars to show. I don't know if he bets that type of money. <laughs> which is my idea. So 
with 20 horses in the race, I some people think you're soft picking a show bet. Like, I'll put them on top as well. Mm. But I think your heavier bet, try to secure a win. Winning is better than losing, okay. even if you don't win quite as much as taking the big stab. So the horse is going to pay four or five bucks to show. Four fifty, four eighty, five bucks. So you're going to be about two and a half on the show. Huh? Yeah. What's all wrong right. with a sure thing? Maybe it can't hold on. Maybe it can't get a mile and a quarter all the way. All right. Uh, another horse I like underneath is called Known Agenda, who's like fourth choice, maybe mm -hmm. uh, winner of the Florida Derby. I had that race at five to one. Okay. Um, it's a one horse. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I like it underneath. And now I'm forgetting, but I, th I appreciate you guys giving me the chance to glance back at my racing form, which Go I'm ahead. scrolling through. <laughs> uh, it's underneath Joel's letter somewhere, I think. But keep looking. <laughs> Urbonic. Oh. Put it underneath. That horse is coming on. Todd Pletcher knows what he's doing. So in that case, you got the one and the 20, both trained by Pletcher. He, he seems to have good horses this time of year. Um, but my single horse, you're only going to bet one bet, is number 15. You can bet an exact of 15 all, all 15. That'll cost you $19 twice. That's $38. Mm -hmm. Or you can, you know, bump it up if your unit's more than $1. There you go. Dump on it to show. All right. Rock your world. Go ahead, Harry. I know you, you're you bursting out. You want to give Kenny <laughs> your advice. Did, did you uh, take a ticket right. from Kenny in Vegas once? No. Did you say? Kenny, back when you had your book signing, when you had your book out and you were at the Red Rock Casino, I was your right-hand man. I was your right-hand man that day, sitting uh, standing next to you while you were signing. What does that um, mean, his right-hand man? What did you do? Well, I mean, I was just in making sure that everything's in order. People are in line signing Kenny's, get wishing him uh, congr congratulations on his book and everything. And I was right there that day <laughs> at right. Red Rock. I Kenny. believe Sam King, Sam King, who I referenced earlier, came out and was part of that. I think he... Yeah. Uh, came out for the show now, now kenny um, I, I have a try i have I and mean, we know try box four horses cost 24 bucks for a dollar i like yep. your known agenda what do you think though of my try here i got the one eight nine and 14 obviously with essential quality luis saez the jockey on there redemption for him possibly as he was disqualified when he was on maximum security last year just tell him you like it kenny it's fine you don't You're have to throw <laughs> in the dinosaur hot rod charlie but you left out Rock your world. I left out rock your world. I'll throw them in there. I'll throw them in there. I'll, I'll spend five. 60 bucks. Yeah, make it five and spread it out to rock your world. And you're kind of hoping essential quality doesn't run well because then, you know, you got a better deal. What I typically do, and I probably will still do it, I like to pick two horses, right? No matter the field, whether it's 10 horses, 15 horses, whatever it is. So let's say it's the one and the two. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, well, in this case, let's say it's the one and the 15 because those are my key two. Mm -hmm. You go one and 15 over one and 15 over mm -hmm. all, one and 15 over all over one and 15, all over one and 15 and one and 15. So if, if your two horses are first, second, or third, any order, you're hoping you get that 90 to one dork showing up on top, really. You know, you get I a feel like a jerk. I never yeah. understand what you're saying when you say it, and I should. I'm just, I'm, 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 I understand I'm, it, Kenny. I'm I get it. Slower. No, I know, but two horses. Yeah. Both of those two horses must be in the top three. You don't okay. care if they win second, third, yeah. and you really hope the all button where you're buying all the rest of the field, you hope it's some character showing up at, you know, 80 to one. Right. That maximize your profit. Right. Now, if the, the stupid 14 shows up as your third horse, now you've wasted money, right? Right. You're have three mm. so you are relying on a little bit of luck there. All right. I, I think I get it. Rock your world. Kenny's saying that's the 15 horse. I think it'll Number pay 15. about five to one. 
and that's what we're going with. And then we're and going then over, and we're going over under all, and then we're going all over under. Something like that. That's not quite what I said. No? All right. <laughs> I have you know to listen what? better. You, My listening skills aren't that great. If you refer back to that letter I wrote to Hofstra back yeah. in the day, I think yeah. there are clues about what to do. I need to write you a letter. I'll spend $22 on it. That's a great idea. The certified le- that they have to open. You think it's something important. Um, runfreely.org. You also have, uh, what? what's the other uh, charity? Wait, you had something else here, didn't you? Uh, no, I'm selling card baseball. If you want to hype that, that's just I love that. I, I I bought one of those. It's a fun game, right? It it's is. Same one. Why don't people buy more? I wanted to sell <laughs> 10 million of those and just retire. Like, why? Well, I don't get it. It's ridiculous. You know, damn so, it. That's it. Maybe there's we could root for another pandemic because I think this is a lot of a really good, a fun game to pass time. Yeah. Well, it, it's good inside and outside of a pandemic. I would argue it, okay. you don't need a pandemic to enjoy the game. All right. You, I think you do fact, need it. All you right. probably enjoy it more because there isn't a fucking pandemic. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be happier in general because there's no pandemic. Kenny, thank you for coming. You're on ESPN, right? Still the worldwide tonight, leader. Friday night, we'll be doing draft coverage, baseball yeah. highlights. Yelling. Hey. You know, Trey Wingo came over to us. Trey Wingo's a Fox guy now. Uh, he is? Yeah. Yeah, he is. He came over. I, I passed him. I, I nodded. We nodded to each other. You know, everyone's wearing a mask, but we are nodded you, wait, to each are other. Are you talking about his, his football, his little football project? That's I didn't know that was technically- it's a little football project. He did a whole draft uh, special yesterday. Yeah, the, on uh, with Jeff Schwartz and Michael Vick and Eli you know what? Manning. Yeah, I might have fallen asleep on that, and I just played golf with him ten minutes ago. <laughs> he didn't tell me he was doing that, but good for him. Well, I think you guys need to give a heads up here. Um, I just get fatter as I get older, but everyone that grays and, and isn't um, hasn't no one seen in a while. Whatever you're, you're on every night, whatever. But I, I saw Trey Wingo, and I just I didn't know it was him because he went completely gray he needs to give like a, a little uh warning i think but um you think but, you should buy that walt frazier product that yeah <laughs> some kind of Grecian by the way is shack and i want shack's commercial agent he's in every there's not a thing he doesn't sell mm. I love he's him. good amazing he's, he's great at what he does yeah but you I, you lose out to things. meredith vieira and shack when these commercials it's very weird like uh, it, it could go either way with you <laughs> I love it. Well, I want to. I'm going to give you a pass key, and you're going to get on the Fox lot and say hi to Trey Wingo, and we're gonna we're gonna have a lunch at Moe's, and that'll be fun. Um, yeah, we, we'll consider that. <laughs> Kenny, thanks so much. Uh, runfreely.org. I got that right. And ESPN, check him out tonight. Wait, spell spell run freely for the. Viewers. Oh my God, it's R U N F R E E L Y dot org and uh, fifteen above the lower and uh, on the over under. You got yes. uh, the horses. No, 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 no. one in fifteen <laughs> over one in fifteen over all, and then all right. You know, bro- brother Bry is nodding. I think he understands. I'll talk to him about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll help you. Out. Thanks so much for coming on, Kenny. Wait, I have another story. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> is, I mean, is there really a time limit? No, this? there's no time limit. There's absolutely none. <laughs> Who watches this? <laughs> <laughs> that's not a story. That's your story? Who watches this? <laughs> no, this football uh, was stolen by Doug Baldwin from the Seahawks, uh-huh. given to my daughter, Annie, who then I stole from. Guy didn't want it on her. I want 
it's like the the most broken in perfect football I've ever seen. Really? I've kept it all. We went to the Seahawks 49ers game at uh uh what's called Levi. Mm-hmm. Um this is like Thanksgiving five years ago, six, whatever it was. Brought my daughters with me. We were going to do a fun weekend for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. down that way. Uh, went to our favorite place in Chinatown, House of Nanking. Yes, I love House of Nanking. My House favorite. of Nanking has the, um, that's what Jimmy, my cousin Jimmy, stole the Crank Yankers font and look from. The House of Nanking sign. It's all colorful and everything. It's nothing like the restaurant itself. What do you Does expect? He credit? Does but they're he credit basically- House of Nanking often? Uh, no, 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 no. They're out there, but they do okay on their own. They they rush you in and out of there, right? That's like the soup Nazi for well. Chinese my restaurant. favorite thing is the menus in Chinese, and you can't read it if you don't didn't take Chinese in high school. Yeah, and I took <laughs> Spanish. Um, so yeah, you're just like I like shrimp, I like hot, and the guy comes back and it's like amazing food every time. The waiter's not even looking at you; he's just writing stuff down. It's like whatever. I'm yep. gonna bring you whatever I I think uh, you deserve, <laughs> and you have eight minutes to eat it. <laughs> it's a great place, House of Nanking. So there's House run runfriendly.org um, and House of Nan- Nanking. Yeah, what street is that on? I'm not even sure. I, it's on the lower end of Chinatown. Like yeah, towards it's, a, downtown. it's down a crazy hill. That's all right, all. go there often, everybody. Good times. Thanks, Kenny. I appreciate it. Kenny, thanks. This was better, but this wasn't terrible. <laughs> thanks for watching. Whoever watches, wherever the hell this plays. <laughs> Write Kenny a letter. He's dying for your letters. <laughs> all right. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks, thanks, thanks guys. Thanks. He's the best. Your world. <laughs> uh, he's so much fun. All right. There uh, you go. All right, uh, for Brian, you're going to have to explain that to me. 115 over, and Harry, you know this too, probably, right? Yeah. yeah, Harry. Harry would know even more. How much yeah, am I going to lose on I, that? I think I got it. Boy, well, twenty horses though. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just glad he didn't remember who the hell Harry was. That was great. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect him to. I didn't expect him to. Yeah, I, I was your right hand man. I made sure everyone said congratulations to you on your book. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like As I brought you. Him. I brought you waters. I brought you know. Remember, remember, I brought you lunch. You, you like the. You like the salad dressing on the side? No, I, I made sure everyone congratulated you. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's do Sharp Tank. Uh, you guys, I mean, you've been incredible. 14 out of your last 15 on extrapoints.com. Sharp Tank, there's a little more pressure, right? You're under the interrogation lights here. Brother Bry, start us off. What's your pick? Yeah, I got the last one wrong because I had ATN over. So that was a little yeah. loser. I think Parley Kid was the only one who won, I think, for this past one. Uh, but look, hasn't been so- smooth sailing for Long Island UFC fighters, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially with Weidman last time. But I'm going to go, I, Parley Kid was originally thinking this way, but I'm going to go Dominic Reyes plus mm-hmm. 110 over Yuri Prohaska. Uh, this fight should be amazing. Should be a lot of fun. Prohaska is so much fun to watch. The guy hasn't lost in a long time. Uh, but his last performance, too, against Ozdemir, he was great. But he's definitely, he's, I mean, I went back and watched some of his fights. Definitely a little wild, leaves himself open to be hit. Uh, Ozdemir did hurt him in the in, in their last fight um, and hurt him early in the first round. Um, so I just, if you look at him, too, he's just not used to long fights. He, he hasn't fought a full three rounds in, I think, seven years. So mm. I think Reyes will kind of be smart with this one. He'll pick his spots. Um, and either kind of a late finish or decision victory for Reyes, but I like him at plus one ten. Interesting. Okay, Parley Kid, you're going uh, UFC also. 
Yeah, I'm going to go UFC style. I had a nice uh, Mac Jones over three and a half on our last Sharp Tank, mm-hmm. uh, plus 205. So that was really nice. Uh, we've, uh, like you said, we've been, we've been great. Uh, it's been, been nice. Uh, well, only Joel go- writes us a letter. I mean, we didn't exactly, we pulled the Kenny, <laughs> we didn't pull Kenny Main and write back, but Joel gave us a nice note, a little pep talk. It meant a lot. Nice. It meant, it, yeah. it meant a lot. Uh, <laughs> made my night last night. It, was, it wasn't nice meant for you. You, you weren't supposed to be on it. So I guess I wasn't supposed to be on it. He didn't like the way <laughs> yeah. I, I just yeah. told yeah. him to shut I mean, up. Joel has sent us, about. Joel has sent us that before. I think he. He has? You know, oh, I was. Oh, yeah. I think he just feels oh, yeah. bad for Harry and is that what his it girlfriend is, and stuff like that. One one other time I did and uh because or I, loves I me. Tell you you were beating these guys up and they they deserved it, but when they're when they take a lot of heat on Twitter. I don't know if you're aware of that. So I, am, right, I am. I have to I have to give my respect. I know, but I'm also aware that you could you could jinx something like that. I just know it, and I hope that I hope you didn't do that. Um, but we'll know from this uh, these sharp tank picks. Yeah, well, look, I, I we had uh, one of our listeners, Charlie Conway, uh, follows oh. us on Twitter. Um, he's uh, credited uh, us, uh, f- maybe even myself. Oh, I think all of us for winning lots of money lately. He made a donation uh, to Lupus.org. Um, Nice. Uh, and basically in our in our name uh, for winning. So thank you, Charlie. That Good job nice. by you, Charlie. Uh, Good job. Brant really Tobler, nice. our friend, has won money uh, off of you guys. Yeah, 14 Grant out of 15. Paid his rent, should paid, be, paid his rent should be, uh, this month, basically. You should be making uh, money out of 14 out of 15. All right, Abs- Charlie Kidd, who Absolutely. You so I'm, I'm going to stick with uh, UFC. At first, was gonna, I was thinking Reyes, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, Jiga Shikatsu. Oh, um, it's, a, it's so sad he is, because he spent a good minute going over the pronunciation Jiha, before the podcast. Chikase. <laughs> All right. Uh, I believe I'm saying that right. Uh, as you guys know, I was, I, and look, he, he's been very good. He's 12 and two in UFC. Uh, he's fighting mm-hmm. Cub Swanson, who is a, uh, a grizzled veteran. Uh, but again, it's a guy maybe on his way out like Swanson, who's good enough to go the distance uh, against an uh, up and comer in Chikase. Uh, and Chikatse by decision, I believe, is plus 180. So that's my okay. sharp tank bet. Uh, I think he wins. He's got a four-inch reach uh, advantage ah. over Swanson. He's uh, uh, a lot taller. Ah, Swanson does struggle against taller fighters in his career. Uh, and he'll be game, Swanson. But uh, Chikatse will right. just uh, he'll get it done. So plus 180 to win by decision. All right, Harry, you're going to have to really woo me because uh, full disclosure, I have both Reyes and Chikadze on my Fox Bet Live parlay today. So, uh, all right, let, okay. let's, I'm probably not going to have what you're about to give us. Nice. So, nice. Well, listen, uh, I, like you mentioned, we've all been red hot and I've been really good at baseball. I'm going to go baseball tonight. I'm going to go Giants Padres under seven and a half at minus 120. Yeah, uh, Logan Webb going up against you, Darvish. San Francisco's bat team batting average just 227. Uh, San Diego's team batting average is 236. These two teams are number one and number two in Major League Baseball and ERA. Opponing opponents batting average 207 for San Fran's and mm-hmm. 206 for for um for San Diego. Logan Webb's last start he went seven innings, gave up three hits, zero runs in a win against Miami and Darvish. Last four starts he's gone at least six innings, has given up just one run in all four. Under mm. seven and a half, San Francisco, San Diego. And when you win that, you go to the Derby on Saturday and do a 50 cent try box. If you include Kenny Maine's number 15 horse, one, eight, nine, 14, 15, 50 cent try box costs you $30 and you can hit big time. All right. You know what? 
Let's make this a party. I'm going to go with you, Harry. Under mm -hmm. seven and a half, San Francisco, San Diego. That's tonight. That's uh, Friday night, right? Minus one. Then let it roll on Saturday. I don't know about that. Well, one thing at a time. <laughs> let's, let's win the Friday game. Brother Brian, Paulie Kid, Ray, uh, Ruiz fights Saturday, right? And he's, and he's in good shape. He lost like 55 pounds or something. What? Yeah. Yeah, he's he fighting. He looks at good. And yeah. he's a gigantic favorite over Ariola, right? Well, Who, yeah, because I mean, Ariola, uh, you know, people thought Ariola was going to be great about 12 years ago, you know? So, right. like, he, I mean, he's still been, you know, he's still been around fighting. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not shocked at all by him being a giant favorite as, as he should be. I have a dumb parlay with Ruiz by KO, which I think is minus 400, with the Avs. And what's my third team tonight, Harry? Oh, nice. I didn't see the Avs. All right. Who is it? South Dakota State. Oh, South Dakota State. Yes. Yeah, they're they're going to win, right, Bri? Uh, yeah. That yeah, pays minus sure. 111. I like that. Ruiz by KO. The Avs tonight, even though they play, uh, they they run it back uh, tomorrow. And, uh, and South Dakota State pays minus nice. 111. All right. Uh, and you guys, uh, it's going to be a good weekend. More draft watching, right, Parley Kid? You're at the Chalk Talker? At the Chalk Talker, yes. I will be watching uh, the draft tonight. Had a nice Islanders <laughs> over Rangers win last night. Um, kind of ending any Ranger hopes of maybe making the playoffs, I think. Yeah, that's so, that. Yeah, that's always a good thing. And ha I actually, that was my uh, extra point play last night, plus 104 over the Rangers, Harry. Did they win that game 3 um, nothing? Yeah. That was nice. Four nothing. Four, four nothing. And that went four. Four Good. nothing. And I'm uh, the, the Avs are my pick minus one and a half tonight on extra points too. There so, you go. So, All right. Um, I like and that's that. It. Uh, Sorry, that's Eddie Spaghetti. It. Your season's over. I hope you're it's enjoying uh, Yosemite. It's, it's poor, over. Poor Rangers. Poor yeah. Rangers. That's Man, it. Hope he's enjoying. Uh, hope Eddie's enjoying the uh, mountains. Of wherever I he think is. he is. He he's had, uh, he had a text or he had a tweet. He said he's getting emo He got emotional at the. Uh, uh, who gets emotional over scenery? I'm not sure. We may have to have a talk with him. <laughs> See, he needs, um, he needs, I'm glad. I'm glad he's enjoying himself. Of course. Good Enjoy for Good for him. Days off. Uh, Brother Bry, you're at the Brother Bry. Yeah, I'm at the Brother Bry. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Raiders botching their picks. Um, I will, my guest tonight, I know their next, uh, next pick, I think I'm going to say plus 210 at D line. And it seems like we're going to reach for some D tackle that sucks in the second round. So <laughs> um, I'll say, I'll say that a plus 210. And Harry, you're at AAO Harry, right? Yeah. yeah and I, I, with the Giants' next pick, uh, they're favored to take a defensive lineman at minus 125, but I'd really rather they go offensive line at plus 125 for the next pick to help out uh, Daniel Jones a little bit. Uh, yeah, nine and two in my last, like I said, uh, mm. last 11 on extra points. And tonight I've got a three-team parlay again. I'm, I'm on board with the parlay kid with the uh, Avalanche. I got the Lakers and, on the money line as well. And Darren, don't, you and Brian, don't let your Yankees screw me. No way they lose to the Tigers. But, see, I meant to put that in a on the hill somewhere. With I mean, Cole on the is... hill and the Tigers batting 208 right. as a team. I have no problem with Harry doing this. But Bright, didn't Harry always would slam anybody who took money, these money yeah. huge money line favorites and put Harry's them in a parlay? So Ben Harry, Kelly has Ben right. Kelly has every to do, right to go after Harry for this. You're every, allowed to right. do it once. You're allowed to do it well, once in a while. Well, I Harry, mean, you've been taking a lot of minus one eighties and these crazy money line oh, really? parlays, wait, which wait, is what? great. Three days ago, it's great. My, they're winning. Three, they're winning. I'm not, I yeah, don't care. Winning. But, but what about you three days ago? Harry, what about three days ago? A lot of people. You have You've come after your, a lot. What about, what about three days strategy. ago? My plus one thirty-five with the Blues. That was the only one. But, um, 
But yeah, your strategy has changed over time. Yeah, like you would you, never you really used to be, here and there. You, yeah, but you used to be all underdog all the time. I, you, I yeah. do think like as you start betting more and more and more and more, like listen, you you start going to these heavy knowing, favorite parlays. No, I, I listen, do think knowing Sal for thirty years, that'll that'll happen to you. That's right. <laughs> I finally worn off. Um, and then hey. also, Sal, also plenty of betting. Yeah, plenty of horse betting tomorrow. I'm going to be at a bar with a couple buddies in front and uh, firing yeah. away at Churchill all day long. Okay. Uh, Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. We get letters. Uh, I'm going to read one. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Subject Australian listener. Good day, legends. Long time listener, first time emailer. Australian listener here cannot wait for Harry's next installment of Australian betting. His last pick was horrendous. Backing <laughs> against the league's best team on their home deck. Keep up the good work and please find the footage of his only interception against Henninger High School. Cannot believe it until I see the footage. Baru regards Mitch Linkvist. There you go. All right, Mitch. Love Mitch. It. Mitch, Love man. It. Listen, hey, listen, the, uh, for, for what it's worth, the uh, New England or New England, the uh, New Zealand Warriors made a heck of a comeback. They were down four. I was getting plus 16 and a half. It was 42 to 10. They made it interesting at 42 20. So at least they didn't. They gave I'm it sure he's watching. I'm had. sure he was paying yeah. attention even more than you. Another one for at Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com from Alan Moore. Longtime listener, first time email or listening to Harry give yet another pick based on proximity to Phoenix rather than anything to do with the team's ability. A potential new nickname hit me. Arizona. How the hell would you not think of that? We never thought of Arizona. <laughs> mm, I like credit, it. Credit where it's due. He does sometimes pick teams from outside of the Phoenix metro area. Syracuse, I believe, is not in the <laughs> Southwest. Much love from the UK. All our listeners are overseas here. Al, thanks, love Al. It. And thanks so for uh, there, there is a There is a Syracuse, Utah, by the way. All right. Oh, there is. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Joel has a question for you with all these wins. What were you saying, Joel? I think, uh, Harry, it's finally time to buy a, a new pair of headphones. With all this money, I think. Uh, Listen, like Sal says, don't jinx things, Joel. Oh, I, yeah, we might. <laughs> Hold on, Jim. Out. Jim has a picture of you from your football playing days. Let's see. Oh wow, <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> all right, we may have to put that up on the site. <laughs> Jim, the I was eyes number, are long. I, I, wait, wait. I was I was number forty three by the. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, Jim. Uh, you were like forty three year old uh, junior in high school. That makes sense. <laughs> Jim, the eyes are one. The eyes were terrifying in that picture, but the eyes are one, right? Yep. At Jim Cunningham, the eyes are one. All right. And that'll do it for another episode of Against the Lodge for the Degenerate Trifecta, Jim Cunningham, the great Kenny Maine. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Now